Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you for joining us again. Uh, our website is www.enthusiacs.com, our Twitter feed, at Enthusiacs, and our YouTube channel where all our video content, Let's Plays, etc. reside is Channel Enthusiacs. My name is Jeff, or Baron Fang, your usual host, and today I am joined by Jennifer. Hello. And Greg... I'm shipping up to Boston. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> little, little precursor. And uh, all the way from from Florida, Goose. How are you, Goose? Pleasure as always. Uh, and let's hit it up right off the top. Uh, what have we all been playing? Uh, we'll start with uh, you, Goose. What have what have you been uh, What have you been gaming the last little while? Lately, I've been splitting my time equally between Skyrim and Fallout Three. Mm. Bethesda Fest. <laughs> um, how about you, Greg? Uh, dare I ask? Uh, uh, no, I've been a, a dirty, filthy casual for the last few weeks. So, it's, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's and The Room have been what's been taking up my time. Nice. Oh, wow. I love both of those. Both on iOS, uh, not iOS. Uh, uh, Google Play. A- Andrew. Uh, yeah. Andrew. Andrew. Yes, that's the name. Who's Andrew? Uh, no. <laughs> he's the guy that designs the uh, operating yeah. system for the, the Androids. Um and Jen, what have you been up to? I just finished off some DLC for Borderlands 2, so now I've been playing Fallout 3 exclusively. Ah. Yep. Uh, I've also uh, been sampling some of the Headhunter packs for uh, Borderlands, the last of them, I think, for Borderlands 2, and I've just sort of dipped my toe into the waters of Call of Duty World at War, which uh, I'm finding out has an awful lot of hand-to-hand combat, a lot more than I was prepared for. Um, and I just managed to save Private Ryan um, a few short minutes ago, would you believe? That's the name of an achievement <laughs> in Call of Duty. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. On the Xbox 360. Um, I, I'd always thought that Private Ryan was purely in the uh, European theater, but what do I know? Um, well, today we are here to... Uh, we don't normally go super topical when we're... when we're t- Well, I shouldn't say that. We went topical when we talked about Arkham, and that that's coming up, so... Uh, we've had a, a recent announcement that's kind of uh, stimulated everyone's interest <laughs> in, in talking about this series, so we're going to cover Fallout. Um, we were always going to get there. It's just uh, the recent news about Fallout. F- first the rumors and then the leaks and then the um, actual trailer a few short days ago have uh, kind of stoked everyone to talk about Fallout. So here we are. And uh, to kind of set the table for the few out there that might not know, Fallout series is a post-apocalyptic RPG series. kind of has a retro-futuristic feel where there's... Uh, Sort of an alternate timeline thing going on, guys. Like if the fifties kind of just stayed in perpetuity for reasons. Um, yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it's it's a timeline where you have robot servants and like AI and sentient electronic life, mm. uh, but you also still use cathode ray tube TVs. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now this series was started originally by Black Isle, uh, which eventually ended up under the Interplay banner, and Interplay. You know, has a lot of uh, good RPG pedigree dating back, uh, well, decades. Uh, the rights are all now entirely owned by Bethesda, and from what I've read, it seems like Interplay and Bethesda have been fighting over it in the courts for literally years since <laughs> that happened, and to this day, it doesn't look like all those issues are all resolved. I don't know what happened there exactly, but uh, they seem mighty pissed at one another about what went down with the Fallout rights. Um, I wasn't aware of this until... Um, until I spoke to uh, our own Wasty about this, but uh, <laughs> this game was actually inspired by a previous series called Wasteland. Um, and even though it uh, it arose some years later, it kind of follows a lot of the same post-apocalyptic beats. Um, you know, and and yes, every post-apocalyptic movie kind of does you know have the same some of the same inspirations like your Mad Maxes and movies like that. But Wasteland has been acknowledged as a specific inspiration to Fallout. Well, uh, I might um, start out by just asking each of you, um, because you're all fans of this series, what do you think makes Fallout so special? I'll, st- I'll start with you, Jen, because you're probably uh, keen-, keen to answer. <laughs> uh, what-, what is it that, as someone who's admittedly started the, the series, you know, uh, several games, iterations in, what-, what is it that makes Fallout so special to you? Yeah, my first, the first game I ever played in the series was 3. And it was when almost all of the DLC had already been released, so I got into it kind of late in the game. Oh. 
um, when I first read descriptions of it, I kind of thought it was a little bit too out there. I didn't really, I don't know, it just didn't really strike me as something I was dying to play. But then I finally got around to trying it, and I just fell in love quickly. And to me, I love the combination like you guys were talking about. I love anything retro, so that right there kind of sucked me in. But Mm. I love that there's obviously the futuristic laser rifles and robots and all this junk. Um, And I just loved how I've told a lot of people that Grand Theft Auto San Andreas technically made me what I call, quote, a gamer. Because I went from very casual Sega, buying really dumb games for PS2, having really no idea what I was doing, um, San Andreas really made me a gamer and really see what a game could be. And then I think Fallout 3 brought that to a whole nother level. I just got sucked into it. I played it longer than I've ever played any other game. It completely took over my life, and I love that. Hmm. Um, it just felt massive. There's so much to do in it. You feel like you could run into anyone. There's so many side missions. I love that you can be a good guy or a bad guy, and there's consequences for both. I just... I can't say enough about it. I just love this game. You showed me the map the other day, and uh, yeah. It's huge. <laughs> pretty, pretty expansive. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Greg? You were obviously, uh, and here we are making another allusion to your age and my age, <laughs> you, you were obviously a far more mature ga- uh, gamer, experienced gamer than Jen when you picked this up, uh, but it's obviously had an impact on you, too. What What, what is it that grabbed yeah. you about Fallout? I uh, it's a couple things because I I, I kind of got in and out and then back into Fallout. Uh, the thing I, I liked about Fallout One is I just think it's kind of a, it's a fascinating setting. The whole all right, so you know World War Three that happened and and so everything gets taken back to ground zero and we all got to rebuild over what was left. And I, it's yeah. it's fascinating. It's yeah, mm-hmm. I I like it in even story fiction that I read and so it would just seem to make sense. And um, I liked Fallout One. From what little I played of it, like I've I've played it recently, and like it was after Fallout Three, and that just didn't really work. Um, and then I played it at release at a friend's house, but it, he was kind of already into the game for a while, so I, I sort of missed a lot of backstory to it. Um, but I, I love the setting. I just I never really got too into it, just because I didn't the vault thing completely lost on me. Like he was already a pretty established character in the game by the time I was a. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was seeing what he was doing, and I, I don't recall ever really knowing the plot or even a whole awful lot about the first game. Um, I gave the second game a quick go, but I was just like, ah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I kind of wanted something a little bit more immersive. And then, uh, so I was, I was ready to completely ignore Fallout 3. I, was, I wasn't even going to give it a shot. And one of my friends, um, he, he told me just to check it out. And this is the guy who I would basically, if he tells me I should play a game, I, I would. We all have that friend who's like, <laughs> this guy's never yeah. steered me wrong. He has never given me bad advice. He says I should try it. I, I should. And, and I did. And I don't know. Is it too personal? I, I, was, I had a bad breakup right before this game came out. Oh. Yeah. Not so, too personal. Go so ahead. We're, yeah. I, we're seeing end of the world analogies here, but uh, no, it was it was just one of those deals where I was to just delve into. I was in this position where I wanted to do nothing more than sit on my couch and yeah. eat uh-huh. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> and, oh. and play a video game. And yeah. lo and behold, Fallout Three took a good hundred plus hours of my time, <laughs> and uh, and was just what the doctor ordered. So. Um, and so that's how I got into Fallout 3, and I absolutely loved it. And I, I mean, I explored the, the uh, capital wasteland, upways and downways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even this is this is how hardcore I was about this game. When I saw Dog Meat, I wouldn't adopt him because I was so afraid I'd get him killed. Oh, <laughs> it's, so I couldn't it's, wow, couldn't handle yeah. that. Too much pressure. I had to reload an old save because of that. Yeah, it's crushing. <laughs> yeah, it was too much pressure. Couldn't take it. I'm like, dog's wow. better off without me. We'll uh, we'll come back to the dog later. Interestingly yes, enough, because we have uh, to. so many discussions that I and not having played it myself around Fallout do mention the dog. It's, it's no surprise to me that they really leaned on that heavily in the trailer that we saw recently. A lot Smart. of people love it. Yeah. Uh, and Goose, what about you? What was uh, I mean? What, what was your starting point with the series? And and you know what what does it mean to you? Uh, it's obviously one of your sort of Touchtone series as well. I first started with Fallout back in um, 97 when the first one came out, and I played it for a good while. I enjoyed it, but admittedly, if I went back now, I probably wouldn't. I skipped the second one entirely, mainly just because I didn't know there was a second one until 3 had already come out. And then when I jumped into 3, that was when, like Greg said, you really got, this is where it really became immersive, it became your story. Mm -hmm. And 
admittedly, what drew me to, what drew me to it in the first place, I've always been a huge fan of, for example, Mad Max. And when as soon as I saw the design of the Raiders, the Bandits, I was like, "This is Mad Max video game. This is perfect." Yeah. And I was not disappointed. Yeah, uh, and I might, uh, I might give before I give everyone a history. I might mention that, uh, despite the fact I'm hosting this show, I've never actually played a Fallout game myself. But it's it's pretty much impossible as a gamer not to have at least heard of it and sort of understand the effect that it's had. Closest I've experience I've really had is I had a friend who got both Fallout One and Two when they came out, and I actually got to see quite a bit of the game played sort of secondhand. Um, and I'll mention, and I, I don't know if this is. Uh, it means anything to you guys, but this, this back in the day when you know you bought PC games and they came in boxes, remember that? Um, yes. <laughs> fa- the Fallout games always had really good stuff in them. I remember the a ring binder type uh, instruction manual that came with either the first or second game that had all these you know uh, Vault Boy ca- cartoons and stuff in them, and it was really high quality stuff. You know, like this was. In '97, the stuff that was coming in the boxes was, was already getting pretty threadbare. You know, you were lucky if you got a manual at all in some cases. And the the give, uh, giveaways, the the um, the attention to detail with some of the, these Fallout things were pretty um, interesting. Like I knew, I probably knew more about the Vault Boy just from having read so many of those little asides in in the instructions than, than I did about anything else mm-hmm. about Fallout. Um, I'll give a quick sort of history of the games, and uh, you guys, you know, mention if uh, if you haven't heard of some of these because I know I haven't. Um, well, you start with in '97 Fallout, the original game, which is an isometric uh, RPG with turn-based combat. Um, uh, Goose, would it be fair to say that there's some you know similarity to Baldur's Gate, at least in terms of the presentation, I guess, and and uh, uh, if if not literally the combat itself, then at least the uh, some of the menus and stuff are familiar. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, well, I mean, uh, Jeff, to be fair, it basically looked like every other RPG that yeah. was released in that era. Yeah, that's right. I, I guess you're right. It's just that it's among the more memorable ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was surprised to hear, and I lived through this, so I, I'm not sure why I didn't remember, Fallout 2 came out a year later. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and look, graphically, it doesn't look like it's that much of an improvement. Um, although I'm, I'm sure there were a lot of improvements. I'm told that in Fallout 2 you could... Um, push someone out of the way of a door if they were blocking it that was apparently yeah, a big yeah, thing yeah that was that was a huge deal yes <laughs> for, for those of you who've never played Fallout 1 you have no idea the level of frustration that can come from somebody just getting in the way of a door <laughs> i'm guessing that was fan feedback maybe uh, yeah, and to look, I, I don't think in terms of presentation, uh, it, it changed that much. Um, I looked at a couple trailers, and you know the games do look very similar. And you know graphics and technology didn't change that much between '97 and '98. The phones might have got slightly smaller. Um, 2001 Fallout Tactics: colon, Brotherhood of Steel, a tactical combat game, mm-hmm. uh, which involved mainly group combat. I never heard of it. Um, I am assuming that that was not the original uh, mention of the Brotherhood of Steel. I, I have to assume that as important a faction as they are, they probably... Goose, am I right? They existed in the previous games, too? or I honestly can't remember if they were in the first one or not. Yeah. Anyway, they're I obviously... I don't think they are, actually. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe they did get uh, introduced. Anyway, quite a, quite a divergence from the other games. Now... Uh, 2004 is significant because, and this is the very, this is the confusing part. 2004's Fallout game was Fallout colon Brotherhood of Steel. So you have Fallout Tactics Brotherhood of Steel and a very different Fallout Brotherhood of Steel. This was the first action RPG and the first one that was on consoles. So, uh, you know, different game than what, you know, happened in the Bethesda era, but, you know, a very big divergence from the previous sort of turn-based, um, style that the game had before and i have to imagine thinking back i don't remember it because i I wouldn't have been a fan at the time but i have to imagine that probably put some people off (laughs) Uh, there's a lot of rpg purists out there that uh that like their turn based and i do too but uh, i'm not the sort of person that insists that a game you know always has to be turn based for it to be a legitimate rpg uh and then of course uh we enter the bethesda era with fallout 3 and it's uh now what was the dlc called for Fallout 3, or were there multiple There's multiple ones. Right, including yeah. the ending? Is, was there, that there was, it, I think it was Blue Steel is what it was called. Uh, Broken. Broken Steel. Broken yeah. Steel, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Blue Steel is what, uh, what Zoolander does. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Broken, basically, Broken uh, Steel, yeah. the ending. 
Mm. Yeah, which I, I actually didn't get it for that reason. I'm one of like those three people that liked the original ending, <laughs> and I said, nope, I don't want to keep going. Yeah. So I wouldn't get it. Yeah. Um, so for a lot of people, this is kind of where you know the, their their involvement with the series started. I, I have to assume that Fallout 3 was probably sales-wise a, a much bigger success than the previous ones, um, which is why we're you know at Fallout 4 today, and it's getting such uh, you know huge notice. Um, Bethesda obviously took it in slightly different directions, but from what I understand, have kept it very true to the um, to, to a lot of the lore of the previous games. That was something that uh, people really didn't like about that first Brotherhood of Steel game. Apparently, it, it crapped on a lot of the previously established lore, and I, I understand that 3 was actually quite respectful of that. Um well, I, I might start. Uh, I might start by asking. Uh, I mean, I'll start with you, you Jen. Uh, your experience of Fallout Three. Um, had you, had you ever played an open world game at that point, uh, or, or was that your? I mean, well, other than Grand Theft Auto, is that one of the earlier than, titles you tried? Other than San Andreas, I honestly don't think so. Hmm. Possibly, but it would have been a lot less memorable to me if I did. Yeah. You know, yeah. smaller quote open world less sandbox yeah. and greg were you much of an open world guy at that point or oh yeah i was uh since grand theft auto 3 sort of been in the open world thing so i played several up until that point yeah. uh trying to think of any were not grand theft auto but no i guess because i was also a fan of the true crime series so yeah i, I played <laughs> many many yeah. uh open world games and and goose i gather you you as well had uh it had you know that this hadn't been your first sort of uh take in that genre Oh, yeah, I'd say, much like Greg, I think Grand Theft Auto 3 may have been my first, quote, open world. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I might ask in a similar vein, then, had any of you been a serious sort of t- uh, t- um, turn-based RPG gamer prior to this? Like, or, or, was, or was the change from, you know, the old-style Fallout games to this at all j- jarring? Or uh, Like, Jen, I, d- I don't think you've ever expressed any interest in turn-based <laughs> at all, from what I recall. I was- I've played a couple turn-based games. They're really just not for me. I think they're kind of boring. Hmm. So I don't think I'm missing anything having not played those. Hmm. <laughs> I'm cool to start with three and go on. The views of, of the guests on Point Streak are not necessarily <laughs> the views of the host. <laughs> yeah. please, please remember that when, when mailing in. Uh, how about you, Greg? Had you had you uh, had you done much of that? Uh, you know, ball, uh, well, ball yeah, I've, I've so. done I've done both. I mean, I, I I grew up in that era where I I had my my Dragon Warrior, Dragon's Quest one for you elitist out there who just need to say what it's really called. <laughs> yeah, I had Dragon Warrior, and I I played. Um, I think Earthbound is probably one of my favorites. Hmm. I did play the first Final Fantasy, which is the only one I've ever played. Uh, okay. um, because once you get Final Fantasy two, I'm like, well, then I guess it wasn't the final one, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I've, I mean, I, I've, I definitely have played my turn of, uh, or my fair share of yeah. turn-based RPGs. Yeah. Uh, I actually prefer sort of an, an action-based. The, the problem with turn-based that really kind of gets me is that it takes all level of skill out and just makes skill a number. Like I'd like to think that if I'm good enough, I can do better than you know what what yeah. a roll of the dice could do for me. And you've taken my personal skill out of it and just made it some arbitrary roll of the dice behind the, the, the screen. So I actually, much like the action RPG, better. Where at least my skill has some sort of factor in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Goose, I know uh, I know you've obviously played plenty of turn-based stuff and uh, a lot of the Interplay published stuff as well. So, um, well... As someone who's uh, a, a bit of a, a, a neophyte, can uh, can one of you explain to me the vaults because they're obviously a very central part of the of the setup to the game? Uh, what what uh, the vault and the vaults seem to be the starting point to every story. Is that is that necessarily the case or? Um... Well, basically, the vaults. What they what the people were told was that it was a place to hide during the fallout, during the bomb. When the bombs fell, you hid in the vaults. Right. However, behind the scenes, we find out later through the lore that most of the vaults were actually set up to experiment on the people inside. For example, one vault wasn't sealed all the way, so it let the radiation in. This would become the ghoul vault. Ah. There yeah. was. That was there vault one twelve, right? 
Right. Wow. There were vaults. There were vaults where people were told the world was just gone, and this was your world from now on. You could never leave. There were vaults where people were like it was supposed to be let out ten years later, and here start the world over. Yeah. So the original intention of the vault, as far as people knew, was just to keep you safe from the radiation. However, in reality, it had a much darker purpose. Uh, okay. Is that something that gets revealed gradually over the course of the games? Like, that, you know, this sort of insidious background? or Right. As yeah, far as the first game is concerned, yeah, as far as the first game is concerned, you don't know necessarily how far the conspiracy goes. You know that it affects, you know that your vault was somewhat corrupt, but you don't know all of them were. Right, right. And, uh, and Jen, I, I won't, uh, I, I won't, um, deny you the uh, the pleasure of talking about the vault boy because uh you even, ha- you even have some vault boy collectibles i mean to me he kind of looks like a take on uh the big boy of the big boy restaurants yeah. He's, he seems Very to be 50s. the mascot what what is the purpose of the vault of the vault boy for the uninitiated well, i think they initially just i mean starting again from three i don't know if he was even in one oh, two he, or... oh he was okay <laughs> yeah yeah he's always in all of those very cheesy, you know, those little videos that they would show to the people in the vault, like, oh, this is the this is the right way to be, and Vault Boy does this. It's it's a very cheesy. To me, it's almost kind of like brainwashing the way <laughs> some of the vaults used him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's more, he's more just kind of a a thing that's there. And of course, there's the bobbleheads, which I love going around the game and finding to up your skills. Um, he's kind of a face for the vault to yeah. kind of explain things. He's their, like, mascot, if you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He reminds me of the those characters you'd get in Bioshock when you get, like, a new plasmid that show you, mm-hmm. like, here's how you're supposed to use it. I, I, got a, I got a real Vault Boy vibe off of those. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that 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 wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, if the game's mm-hmm. that uh, if the game's that influential, um, uh, I you know, maybe some similar people have even worked on those two series. Right. Yeah, Jeff, I just gotta I gotta interject it and do a correction here. Uh, the Ghoul Vault was Vault Twelve, not Vault One Twelve, like I thought. Ah. Okay. Vault One Twelve oh. is the vault where they're all in the suspended animation tubes. Oh. Ah. Oh yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. So. Our, our bad, everybody. Yeah. We're not perfect. Good catch. I'm sorry. And another <laughs> another sort of iconic thing from the series that I, I'll get Greg, uh, our technical expert, uh, <laughs> our science officer, <laughs> to, yeah. to explain is the uh, the the Pip Boy. Uh, what is the Pip Boy yeah. all about? The, the Pip Boy is like the Apple iWatch. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's uh, it's just slightly smaller, I think, than the current iteration of the iWatch, but. Uh, <laughs> But it's it's got all the information on it. It's you know for health wise and and stuff. And it's it's what they give like the vault dwellers when they leave as sort of a way to to keep in communications. And it's got it basically serves as your your pause screen for for Fallout Three. But it's it's what all the vault dwellers have when they leave, so that they can still maintain contact and communicate and keep you know, track has, of radiation levels. Yeah, radiation yeah, I was because say rad counter. <laughs> yeah, um, radiation is not scientifically accurate in most Fallout games I've played, but we'll just leave that at that. Um, that's yes. not how it works, but okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 all those things. In fact, I uh, when I played Fallout Three, I played it on the PS3, and they had a free download where you could turn your PS3's dashboard into a Pit Boy dashboard. Yeah, so oh, that was wow. pretty cool. Um, so, something that I've always noticed about the series is that it does have a a, a, a a sense of humor, and it ranges between the plain silly to the you know absolutely you know black type humor. And even as someone who's never played it, uh, there's a lot of stuff in there, like the Vault Boy and and other things that uh, are uh, are quite uh, quite fun. And I and I would assume that the, all of that sort of uh, stuff will feature in the in the new game as well, if it's going to be a genuine Fallout game. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the list of voice actors for the series and I, I might just take a a moment to, to mention some of that. I had no idea that there were this many names in this series. There's, there's, there's two or three members of the, uh, um, Animaniacs and Tiny Toon Adventures represented here. Uh, we've got Richard Dean Anderson. I'm I'm just going to go through the names. Keith David, <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson, Tony J, Richard Mall. That's Night Court Richard Mall, by the way. <laughs> uh, Ron Perlman, Tony Shalhoub, 
Uh, Jeffrey Jones, Michael Dorn, Dwight Schultz, Liam Neeson. What? Are you kidding me? Uh, no, Liam Neeson was the dad. He's the dad, apparently. In, in, oh my god, I didn't know that. Malcolm, I fail. Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> El what? Presidente. Uh, yeah, Malcolm McDowell, René Aubergenois. Did I get that right? I was close enough. <laughs> Rob, Rob Corddry, uh, Felicia Day's in there, apparently. Michael Dorn, uh, Dave Foley, mm -hmm. uh, Chris Kistofferson. <laughs> Jason Masden, Zachary Levi, Wayne Newton, who Jen has mentioned to me before. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Jen, yeah. Matthew mm -hmm. Perry. What? New Vegas. <laughs> he's the guy who shot you in the head in New Vegas. No, ben he's not. Benny. Apparently. Yes, he is. He's Benny You're in New lying. Vegas. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> Yeah. You Could can't tell because this? his performance is terrible. But yeah, it's Benny. Yeah. And then oh to, my God, that's then so to cool. round out the list, we've got uh, Will Wheaton, Kurtwood Smith, and Danny freaking Trejo. I mean, that is an that is amazing. Like, I, I, I got to tell you guys, if we if we wanted to play the Disney Junior drinking game on this podcast, <laughs> we'd have some dead Crossover. people out there in the listening world. Yeah, there's a few, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, including, I, I think Charlie Adler, who's uh, done quite a bit of uh, cartoon yeah. stuff. So, so yeah, I I always knew that there was good voice acting. I just didn't realize that there was this many names in here, and because wow, um, and Matthew Perry of all the freaking people to get to voice act. <laughs> In a game. Uh, now I mind less that he shoots me in the yeah. head. Uh, now Ron, Ron Perlman is is the is the probably is it fair to say that he's the voice actor that people associate with this more than any else? I mean, he's the the yeah. voice of the series, isn't he? When basically? I think Fallout, I think Ron Perlman saying War War never yeah. changes. Changes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Much like when I think Metal Gear Solid, I think David Hayter saying yeah. War yeah. Yeah. War never changes. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to uh, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. But we'll save that for another podcast. That's if, another podcast. Assuming, yeah, assuming there's any other enthusiasts who actually give a crap about the Metal Gear series <laughs> and. <laughs> I might be well. They're, they're yeah. doing their best to lose me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, production value there. Um, Fallout Three. Uh, do you have a favorite mo moment in the game, Jen? Like, is there is there a oh, defining gosh. sort of moment for you? I know that for a hundred plus hours, and, and well, that's what Greg did. God knows what you did in it. Uh, <laughs> th th there are probably some some moments, but is there a standout for you there for the uh, the listeners that have actually played? I don't think that there's like a, this was my favorite moment. I think just for me, one of the most memorable moments was the first time I ever went through it. I um, left Megaton and I just wandered too far north like a special person. <laughs> <laughs> Not smart because everyone knows up north is death claws. Many of them. Yeah. And I suddenly out of nowhere had one charging at me and I had never even... You know, I bought the game without looking a whole lot into it, so yeah. I didn't even know what this thing was, and it was giant, it looked like the devil, and it was charging me, and I was so low level that I had a hunting rifle that was like damage six, and it just, one swipe, I was dead. <laughs> and my jaw just dropped, because I was terrified. Well, that's, so, that's that was, certainly that was memorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, fun. Uh, Greg, Greg, perhaps a more positive uh, first for you? Uh, sure, yeah, I actually have a... Uh, so I, I had lots of moments that I really liked. I was a huge fan of how in this game you could just sort of do whatever you wanted. So I, uh, at one point, got Lincoln's Repeater, which was the best rifle in the game, which oh, I did not give yes. to the museum curator because I was going to use it. Yeah, and so so I had it, and I rolled up on the, uh, the slave camp, and they were all like, oh, we need you to get some slaves for us. And I was like, I don't negotiate with slavers. I kill slavers. Mm -hmm. So then I killed them all with, with Lincoln's repeater, and I thought that was about as good as it could get until I got to the Lincoln Memorial, and lo and behold, there were <laughs> slavers there. So I think my favorite point of the game was me, and, nice. and I was playing like full-on good in the game, like way yeah. good. So it was me using Lincoln's repeater to kill all the slavers in the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> So. It doesn't get better than that. Like, this one's for you, honest, Dave. <laughs> Greg, the, the voice of emancipation. Yeah, that's <laughs> Greg. It, it was so that was easily my favorite moment. It's just me just clearing the place out with Lincoln's repeater. I'm like, <laughs> see, that's that's how you do it, people. Yeah. America. <laughs> how about how about you, Goose? You got a Fallout Three highlight or low light, such as the case maybe? <laughs> I know these two paragons are going to judge me for this. Hello. <laughs> but honestly, the moment that just the very first time I actually just was like. Wow, was detonating Megaton. <clears throat> there are very few moments in the game that actually give you they actually give you that level of wow, I am actually really evil in this story. 
I'll and admit. yeah, that was just well, the that was. It, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say good, <laughs> but I would say memorable. It is. I tried it once out of curiosity, and I felt sick to my stomach, <laughs> and I immediately reloaded and didn't do it. <laughs> it's awful. Like yeah. it. It yeah. Yeah, I think I'd be going back in the Wayback Machine if, uh, if I tried that out too, and I've never even played it. Um, before I move on to Vegas, well, first of all, first question about New Vegas: Does, does the dog carry over to New Vegas? I do, or is there a dog in Vegas? Earlier, Vegas? when we were talking about dog meat, I, it suddenly clicked that. Oh yeah, I think I at some point I do remember having a canine follower, but he wasn't nearly as memorable because I can't even remember his name. Oh, okay. And it wasn't for me. It wasn't like this like thing I loved. And if he dies, I don't care if I have to replay ten hours. I'm going back to resurrect him. <laughs> so, do you remember his name, nope. Greg? You played nope. it, right? Was yeah, it I, I played New Vegas. I, that... I want to say it was Rex, and it, or it was from a character uh, named Rex, and it was in that. You are correct. His yeah, name that Rex. sounds right, okay. but man, I couldn't confirm. It was that. Rex. Was... Okay, Rex. Wow. Yeah, and it was just kind of like. Eh. I barely remember him. Like, yeah, that's no, sad. that's about right. Well, yeah. as, as boring as the name Rex is, uh, I mean, isn't calling a dog dog meat kind of like calling your pig pork chop or ham <laughs> bone or something? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, New Vegas. Uh, now, two years later, New Vegas came out. Now, I don't know what to call this. Is it a standalone expansion? It's is, is it the same engine? Is it a se- is it a sequel? It's the, it's the same engine, yeah. Right. So I, I think standalone expansion is probably the most accurate description of it. Is it a new character? A new story? New char- entirely? It's a new character, new story. Yeah. Um, you're not a vault dweller in this one. You were actually somebody who was a, a, a citizen of the world, and you got shot in the head. And I think there was some sort of amnesia to play there, which is why mm-hmm. people had to keep explaining stuff to you. Uh, I, I, you know what, to be honest, I did not like New Vegas very much. Hmm. As much as I loved the Fallout world and I loved Fallout 3, when I got to New Vegas, I'm like, it, it just felt like, why am I not in a, in a vault? I want to be a vault. This doesn't make any sense. I'm just some dude. And then Vegas wasn't even bombed. Yeah. Like, it just, it just fell apart from infrastructure. I'm like, no bombs fell here. You're telling me they, 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 they're, they're, they went to like the Stone Age. <laughs> there was nothing that even destroyed the. Inf- they, they could have just cut themselves off and just had like the existing infrastructure, and it would have worked out. So it just didn't. I don't know. I didn't buy it. I thought it was a little bit more empty. Like yeah. Fallout Three was dense. Like you yeah. just start walking in a direction, you're going to run into stuff. Whereas in New Vegas, you start walking in a direction, and you're going to get bored. And you're going to look at your map. Like where can I fast travel back to? Because I don't know where I'm going. And, in, I, I've heard that yeah. complaint a lot of it, uh, and this is the Obsidian game, right? As opposed to a game developed directly by um, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, you know, I, I've I've played some Obsidian stinkers as well. Uh, like you know, the Kotor sequel was not up to the quality of the first. It hardly surprises me that people consider New Vegas to be a kind of a you know less in, less uh, successful stepchild of the uh, of the first Fallout yeah. 3. I mean I, I guess you it know? makes sense if you're in the Mojave Desert you shouldn't be running across stuff all the time like it's inhospitable but then that just says to me like so find a better place to put your game. <laughs> you know one thing that really I really loved about Fallout 3 was the Americana aspect of it because it was in <coughs> DC because of all of the Lincoln references and the monuments and it just it felt yeah. you know it, it had that very strong America rebuilding aspect to it, which really resonated a lot with me. New Vegas completely didn't have that. Was the Enclave even featured in New Vegas? Like, were they uh, a part of that game, or was it too far, <sighs> too far for them to be involved? I want to say they were mentioned, but I don't know if I made it far enough to ever see Enclave do anything. It was more... Wasn't it a lot more about Brotherhood of Steel and the... Um, oh my god, what are they and called? And the, uh, the New Republic... Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was definitely those guys us. had a heavy presence. I just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. And think I just I didn't. The I didn't see as much why I should care. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel like my ultimate goal was as important. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, there it, were a lot of aspects. Ultimately, to it. in this game, like it was just kind of felt like your the scope was so small that didn't mm-hmm. care. Like last time, I'm trying to get clean water, you know, yeah. for yeah. everybody. That's a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. gonna recover the world. Yeah. And find my dad and stuff. And this time, I was like. Oh, this jerk shot me in the head. I'm just going to go shoot him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I believe the first Fallout game, Goose, you can correct me, and Greg, if, if, 
It has something to do with a guy looking for a replacement chip for a water purifier or something yes, that's for correct. his settlement or something. Yep. That's kind of for a, his vault. Yeah, for his vault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Goose, uh, how, what, what are your feelings on New Vegas? Uh, uh, slightly less polished, not as up to the level of the as as three, or d- does it have its own um, merits? I have actually never played New Vegas, so oh, I'm yeah, kind of in okay. your boat on that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, look, you know, looking at the list of voice actors, it, it certainly was as good. Uh, Jenny, it's, I take it you played it right through? I did. Yeah. Honestly, though, I've only played through it once, and that was years ago, yeah. like right when it came out. Is, so, is if the story you, is engaging? No. It's a lot less memorable. It's a lot less satisfying when certain things happen. I felt like there was less karma to it. Like, in, in Fallout 3, I felt like such a saint, and I loved that. I loved always doing, like, quote, the right thing to do. And helping people and giving the guy outside of, you know, uh, settlements purified water just because and saying, oh, no, you take it. Like, I just love doing nice things and feeling like I was making a difference in this little fictional world. And there was nothing better than when Three Dogs said something nice about you on the radio. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I felt like there was a lot less of that in New Vegas, too. And again, a lot less heart. Like you said, you're not off trying to find your dad and helping everyone get fresh water and it just felt kind of dull uh three di- three dog by the way is not a dog but a dj is that right? <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it's a dj man i, I re- there was a time love him there to this day i can still hear some of those songs from fallout 3 in my head and i'll find myself humming like i'm as high as i'm not gonna sing the song but <laughs> i'm in love with a wonderful guy in my head way too often Oh, yeah, I heard it, like, a lot today when I was playing yeah. for hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was uh, I, so, the, so cool. The guy that plays uh, Three Dog is a guy named Eric Todd Dellums, who I have never heard of before. <laughs> I've never heard of him either, but I look, and he's been in about 100 things I've seen, and mm. I still can't can't remember who he was in any of these things. Apparently, he was, oh, he was in The Wire. Well, wow. okay, then I might be able to narrow down who, who he is, because I have watched The Wire. Wow. But yeah, it seems to be the thing that he's best known for, and fair enough, because uh, everybody that's played this game tells me that Three Dog is one of the best things about it. Do you guys remember any kind of rumor, maybe about a year ago, about Three Dog being in the next Fallout game? I remember hearing a rumor, but it doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah, well, that's what I was wondering, is if where this one's going to be set time-wise, and if it is possible... I know they've said that Eric. I know they've. I know they've said that his voice actor is coming back, but I'm not sure if he's playing. I would assume if he's coming back, he would play the same character. He's going to be four dog, four, three dog <laughs> yeah. brother. He, he, he's mutated. What if he just yeah. sh- ships off to Boston? I mean, that's a thing. Apparently, I mean, he there's could, a song about it. This... <laughs> yeah. No, but it's not far. But if if the timelines don't match up, then he won't be in it. But. I don't know. I just miss him because I heard him. I figure if we can have an almost 300-year-old dog, I'm willing to buy three dogs <laughs> while alive. Yeah. Well, um, I might uh, I might just briefly um, ask uh, the oh, – where is it here? The, the, set, the setting for the first game is Capital Wasteland or D.C., uh, setting for New that's Vegas. Fallout Three. That's sorry, sorry Three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first game I believe is California. Or yes. The, new, uh, the second game I honestly don't know. Uh, the New Vegas is obviously New Vegas. Now, when I when I, New Vegas, does that mean they rebuilt Vegas next to the old Vegas, or is no? It just... They renamed Vegas New Vegas when yeah. it kind of fell into disarray. Okay. All Which right. also doesn't make any sense. So I don't like that. Like, why would they call it New Vegas? Yeah. That just doesn't. Why? 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 Jeff, yeah, because there's why? parts of the strip, there's parts of the strip that are still like intact. We'll see that. We'll yeah. see that way later. They can rename it Vegas Classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all marketing. <laughs> I wonder if there was you. there was some. Uh, do you think there was some reason they couldn't do it? Like, do you think Las Vegas was? Like, you can set things in Las Vegas, right? You don't need to get Vegas rights. I don't know. Uh, who knows? In a world, city, I would in a world not. where you, you New York City can trademark iHeart and then own that, <laughs> so that any time anyone yeah. uses iHeart, they have to pay New York. I, I'll believe anything when it comes to copyright and trademarks. Yeah. Um, well, uh, as I set up the uh, beginning of the of the uh, podcast, I almost said the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason that we're here is by and large because the uh, fever 
um, that that we we cannot uh, get a cure for. Uh, even more cowbell will not cure this fever. Uh, Say it like walking. <laughs> more cowbell. To be fair, walking is kind of doing someone else when he says that. But uh, it, what's what's got everyone uh, positively buzzing at the moment is uh, well, initially it was a teaser, and uh, I think what, what was it? The website had like a, the the test pattern, the familiar test pattern, and an announcement uh, coming soon. And then yep. uh, a few short days ago or for short weeks ago, depending on when this podcast comes out, uh, the final reveal that indeed the rumored um, and hoped for Fallout 4 is coming out. Now, to start off, we do not have a date yet, correct? It is still not... We, we don't have date. a date. Like, all the pre-order places are basically doing their generic uh, December 31st, 2015. So, I... I Nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, nobody even has the slightest inkling because Bethesda hasn't told yeah. a soul. And uh, is it is it easy to expect that uh, what E three is probably the soonest we're going to hear anything about that? Like, uh, I, I guess they're not gonna they're not gonna spoil that ahead of time. I assume if yeah. they do have a date. When um, will then? Be when will now. when will then be now? Yeah. Um, Considering that it's been, uh, let's see, New Vegas, which used the original engine, came out in 2010. So it's, uh, it'll, you know, at earliest, it'll be late 2015 when it comes out. Um, how high are everyone's expectations for Fallout 4? <laughs> I mean, Jen, you were you were absolutely giddy when you saw this. Uh, uh, from what you've seen so far, and it was only a short, what, three-minute uh, trailer um, with a lot of, bless them, in-game footage. Uh, your Your hopes are pretty high at this point from what you've seen? Very high, yeah. And I, I know they're higher than they should be <laughs> because all I have is a s- small trailer and not anything else to back up Yeah, where yeah, where my hopes are. Yeah. But it, I feel like there was a spirit to it that was very reminiscent of 3, and I think that's part of the reason why everyone is so excited because we were all kind of disappointed with New Vegas. Yeah. But watching this brought back so many feelings of playing 3. So, yeah, my hopes are very, very high. I, I was grinning ear to ear. I seriously watched it about ten times yeah. that day that it was released. Greg, how many seconds into the trailer was it confirmed for you that it was indeed Boston that would be the setting? All right. uh, <laughs> the, first, the first time, and I don't remember exactly what time stamp this occurred, but the first time I specifically knew it was Boston was when I saw the USS Constitution. Ah, uh, and, of course, it's a little bit of a modified USS Constitution on account of there aren't actually rockets on the side of the one that's in Boston right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I forget the timestamp. But that's about when I saw because I saw that, and I'm like, well, that's the USS Constitution. Yeah. I, rec- I recognize the ship, as sad as that might sound to some people. Yeah. Um, and, and then it was absolutely confirmed beyond the shadow of a doubt once I saw Fenway Park. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Paul Revere uh, also helped. And then... On a on a second watch, I I don't know how I missed these the first round, like completely missed these the first round. But uh, the Bunker Hill Monument and the Bunker Hill Lodge, yeah, uh, the Massachusetts State House and the Prudential Center, like featured in a lot of the shots. Like it's that one big giant skyscraper in yeah. the in the center of Boston, and yeah. I uh, it's in a ton of the shots from from it, and I uh, completely missed them. But yeah. I mean, yeah, the Constitution is when I knew, and Fenway Park is when I really knew. And if there was any lingering doubt, Paul Revere took it away. If we can lean on some local Boston knowledge, uh, <laughs> because I know Jen will be wondering this, given that there are all the subways and different sections of uh, Capital Wasteland, does mm-hmm. Boston have a public transport network that could be conceivably utilized? Oh, it sure does, Jen. <laughs> it sure does. Okay. We're going to be riding the tea to the garden. <laughs> riding the tea to the garden, Jeff. <laughs> to the garden. <laughs> I'm so excited that it's in Boston. When I first heard that rumor, I was like, please, God, this is all I want in life. <laughs> because I knew it would bring back a lot of that, that Amer- that heart, that Americana, yeah. you know, the history yeah. of the country and wanting to see it rebuilt and wanting to help them. Just, oh, yeah. so. Uh, Goose, so- uh, you, you haven't uh, played New Vegas, but uh, wh- what, was, what was there in the Fallout 4 trailer that really jumped out for you? I mean, and I won't limit it to the trailer. What are you hoping for most of all for, for Fallout 4? What gets me most excited is much like, see, with 3, I actually lived right outside of D.C. for years, so I knew the area pretty well. Mm. With this one, I'm more excited because in the Fallout lore, Boston is huge in a lot of the creations of different things. A lot of different factions are holed up there. So for this game, it's not so much the nostalgia of I used to live in this place. It's more the 
the lore runner aspect. I want yeah. that story. And I know with this game, I'll probably get it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. There, there's so much of that history that's uh, that's centered on on Boston in this uh, t- um, continuity that it seems. I mean, there's a reason why everyone was hearing rumors about Boston, right? It, it I, I gather it was the next obvious uh, choice. Um, makes you wonder where they where they will go next. Um, yeah. uh, Jenda, do you do you have any one like what's your wish list for this game? Like, just is there any f- couple of short points, I... to, like stuff that you want to see in in this game? I want a very very large map, and I want it to vary a bit, like it does in uh, Fallout Three. Some areas are more concentrated, and it's like, oh, that's where the super mutants are. And if you go up north, it's more like there's there's caves and the death claws and all this stuff. I want, I definitely want a lot more of that, but I I don't want it empty, like Greg was saying about New Vegas. The thing that another thing I loved about three was replaying it now. I've I've been through the game a few times, and I've encountered a few things that I had missed before. Yeah. So it always feels like there's something to discover that you may have missed before or reading notes about someone and then going to find someone who knows them somewhere else. And it's like, wow, the last three times I missed this. Hmm. I just really want a big, rich, full map yeah. where you feel like there's a million things to do and you'll never get to it all. And I, I want a lot of heart to it. Yeah. Greg, I've got two questions for you. One, the okay. same question as we asked Jen. What are, what are you hoping for? What's your wish list for uh, uh, for Fallout 4? Um, particularly one set in Boston. And two, uh, what would a Boston accent be like 200 years in the future? Well, I'm, I'm really hoping it sounds exactly the same. <laughs> I want to be walking around and people going like, all right, you want to get on the pike and you want to go. Uh, it's going to be wicked pissa with... <laughs> Super mutants, but long as you can get through the Ted Williams tunnel, you're going to get off of Copley Square, and that's where you're going to find all the bottle caps that you're going to need. I want to hear that in this game. Yes. All right, but um, so what I want to see, in, see what I want to see is so it's, it's so rough because where, where do you think I want to see? I want to see Fenway Park, and I don't want to just be in a shanty town on Lansdowne Street, which is what it looks like. I want to go in the park. Yeah. I want to have to clear out Fenway Park. I want to be able to do that with Ted Williams' bat. Put it somewhere in there. Um, what else do I want to do? I want to go to the garden. I want yeah. to go to the garden. I want to see the Bobby Orr statue. It better be there. Uh, I want to be able to get down on the ice or the boards. I don't care. I want the hoops to still be up. I want to see banners lining the ceiling. And I want to see banners that stretch all the way out until when, when the bombs drop. 2077? Yeah. Yeah, I better see at least 30 more World Series titles <laughs> and, and 30 Cups. more Stanley Cups and 30 more NBA trophies. I want to, I want all of that. Yeah. Any non-sports-related um, uh, wish list. <laughs> I don't understand the question. Uh, you know the big thing, actually, and, and as long as we're, we're actually talking, you know, Boston, things unique to Boston. Um, in Fallout 3 and New Vegas, we have yet to actually get inside like a, a, a no, no kidding skyscraper. And Boston oh, okay. has those. So right. I mean, in terms of the city, like I, I'd love to get in there and and to to get on there. And there's a, there's probably some pretty decent levels that you can get out of MIT and and, and Harvard. And yeah. would it would it be too much to ask to to stretch all the way down to Foxborough? I don't know. <laughs> think we'll think we'll see Gillette. Maybe that's a DLC. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, <laughs> how, but, about you, how about you, Goose? You're uh, you, you obviously love the the third game and the size of the map and the you know the the set the setting and you you know you're looking forward to the lore. What what's your you know wish list for Fallout Four? Biggest thing I want is like they said, go back to what three was. Make it a dense living world. Vegas, from what I hear, is way too empty. Whereas 3, it felt like the right level of there's enough stuff without it feeling overcrowded. Yeah. And the biggest thing I'm looking right. forward to for being in Boston is finally getting to see the, the, the railroad. We've heard about them in a couple different games of the lore of who the railroad is. So it would be nice mm-hmm. to see this is basically where their home base is. So it makes you wonder, okay, what are... What are they going to be as far as a power player if the rest of the factions? Okay. I'm actually super interested in seeing the institution. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've, we've heard talk oh, about all these, like, all these robots, and or I, would, robot's not the right word, I guess, cyborg would be the right. 
this these artificial life beings. We've come across them in other games, and I'm like, I finally want to go there and I want to see what's going down. Cyborg, I think that's yeah. how you say it. Wicked cyborgs <laughs> Wicked are all cyborg. over the place. Um, they don't well, need any chowder. The cyborgs. <laughs> For me, uh, as someone who, uh, I mean, if I'm going to play it, I'd have to go back and play the third one. And in fact, I, you know, I, I could probably stand to play the the originals. I've, I've played enough old school RPGs, I could probably handle it. But if I ever get around to it, I want to see uh, the stairs leading down to the actual Cheers bar somewhere, just as a little <laughs> Easter egg. Uh, and I want to see a couple of Goodwill Hunting references just thrown in somewhere subtly. <laughs> you know, something about them apples or... Um, I had to go see about a girl. Uh, that that would make me smile. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I gather these games are fairly dialogue heavy in in sections, so they could fit that stuff in. Um, lastly, um, speaking of dialogue, uh, is it a storm? Is it a bit of a storm of, of in a teacup? This concern that the character actually spoke. Uh, is, is, do you, does anyone believe that that's actually going to be part of the game, or was that just for the purposes of the trailer? Like, Jen, do you buy that they would just dispose of the silent protagonist type thing they've done in the past? You know, when I first saw the trailer, I I did mention, oh, I wonder if he'll be talking. But the mm. more I think about it, it's like, okay, it's just a trailer. Yeah. It makes sense for him to speak. The more I think of it, I think it would actually be really complicated for them to do that because I don't think they're going to throw away having a female option. And unlike a game like Mass Effect where there's a lot of dialogue options, I feel like Fallout has way more. And there's a lot of, you know, little comments you'll hear during combat or like I I just I feel like it would be too difficult for them to do that and it would be really hard to pull it off. Yeah, Fallout is a little bit more of a canvas a blank canvas when you create your character and you kind of put yourself a little bit more into that game and i i don't know if they're going to mess with that because it works really well right would would that ruin it for you greg or do you even believe that there's any possibility that they'd go that other direction i i have no idea how much data it would take even for fallout 3 <laughs> to voice the protagonist yeah but i mean like there's a lot of options Jeff. i mean like a lot of options yeah. i mean it would it would blow away any voice protagonist of any game we've seen so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I don't know if if it's doable. If you know, we we have a lot more storage space now, so if you can do yeah. it, I I'd like it. I would, however, mention that the that guy that they had in the in the trailer didn't have the right accent for no. being in the Boston <laughs> vault for all yeah. those years. So yeah. I'm not really sure what they were going for there. Yeah. <laughs> how about how, how about you, Goose? Uh, is it is it important to you one way or the other, or does, does it seem implausible? I'll be honest. I've always preferred the silent antagonist or protagonist. protagonist. antagonist Christ. Well, it is and an antagonist. Your case. Yeah. Well, in, yeah. when you well, play, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in my case, sure. yeah, probably <laughs> silent psychopath. But yes, I always feel like it's better just to have the text, mainly like Greg said, storage space. And I feel like if they use a lot of their space with voice acting, it takes away space that can be used for more content. Cool. Yeah. No. I, I. I. think you're probably right. I just this. This game. I, even, what little even I understand about it. It's got a lot of choice. And every time you put elements of choice, you've got a double, quadruple. If you've got a female option, the the number of you know lines. So it just it seems implausible to me. Um, by the way, uh, Clancy Brown also in this game. Um, didn't want to forget Clancy Brown <laughs> as a, as a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thanks, uh, guys. I. Um, I think that about covers what I what I wanted to cover. Unless you've you've got any other points you wanted to raise about four specifically, um, I think we're all curious. I I'll quickly say we'll give percentage chances. Jen, what percentage chance do you reckon this game is going to come out twenty fifteen? <laughs> if you had oh, to uh, if you had to sign <laughs> odds, what chance do you reckon there is of it coming out in twenty fifteen? I would say twenty percent. How are you, Greg? Twenty-one percent. Twenty. <laughs> We're playing prices right rules here. Goose, high low. Five percent. Five percent. Yeah, I, I, I'll probably give it about ten. Um, I, th- I think that Greg interpreted that that pre-order date correctly. That that's just hedging their bets. We might all be wrong, but uh, seems unlikely. Um, 
which means we just the got our uh, first trailer. Yeah, which means the barren wasteland of 2015 gaming continues to be every bit as barren and, and uninteresting <laughs> as it has uh, been, with the exception of Arkham Knight and a handful of other yeah. releases. Hooray! Um, well, I'll move to our quiz, and uh, this is—I uh, don't know who's got a chance to get this one. This kind of depends if anyone spent any time on the Fallout wikis or articles recently. I have, for the purposes okay. of researching this, but we'll see. As always, our high score quiz is tied to the topic in question, Fallout. Uh, so I'll ask each guest, starting with you, Jen, uh, which of the following is not a real cancelled Fallout game? There's quite a list of these, actually. Uh, oh. More than you would think. Um, some of them date back to, you know, when Interplay still owned the, the property. Um, some of them didn't even have the word Fallout in the title, I was surprised to hear. But uh, our three choices are A, Fallout Extreme, B, Fallout Atomic, or C, Fallout Online. What do you reckon? A. Fallout Extreme. Extreme. What do you figure, Greg? Extreme, Atomic, or Online? Was a cancelled game? Yeah. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> Wait, cancelled ha- was not which one, which one of these was is not a is not the real canceled game? Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So which no, one? no, I really don't understand the question. Am I picking one that was canceled, or am I picking no, no, one the, that was never rumored to be never, existing? And never the, existed yeah, in the world. Yeah, the, two two of these actually existed and were canceled. Another one is made up by me and was never even on the drawing board. Oh, okay. Um, what were the choices? Again? <laughs> Fallout, <laughs> Fallout Extreme. Fallout Atomic and Fallout Online. What was the middle one? Atomic. 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 Uh, online, it was a thing. I know that for a fact. So that's... Sorry. I just ruined it for, for Goose. Sorry, Goose. <laughs> well, I mean, you could be wrong. You're not infallible. It sounds like it <laughs> it's, You certainly sound yes. convincing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm stuck with Extreme or Atomic. So here's... I'm going to get meta with you, Jeff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because if, if Fallout Online was actually a thing, and I'm right... So that means you had to make one up <laughs> and you had to pick one that was real. And there's no chance if you were trying to make one up to fit to fool me, you'd pick Fallout Extreme, which means that Genius. must be a thing. So it's got to oh, be Fallout God. Atomic, right? I think Greg is so right. I can, can I change? No, I won't change. Go ahead, Greg. I don't I don't I didn't follow your reasoning, uh, but uh well, well no, cuz I'm I'm, I'm saying you have to make one up, right? You Jeff have yeah. to make one up for your yeah. quiz. Yes. So if you were trying to make up a title you wouldn't just come up with Fallout Extreme because that sounds stupid. <laughs> you okay. would come up with something like Fallout Atomic because that sounds a little that more relevant. Right. Okay. So Fallout Extreme, therefore, must be fake. No, Fallout Extreme must be real because <laughs> why would you just make that one Greg, up? It doesn't make sense. It'd be inconceivable. Just, brought it just, back. Just, so you're picking just pick a glass of drink. Inconceivable. <laughs> yeah. So no, fall, Fallout Atomic. You okay. made that one up. B. All right. So he's going with B. What are you saying, Goose? A, B, C. I agree. I agree. Fallout Atomic is fake. The answer is Fallout Atomic. You are. You wow. are right. Fallout Extreme was actually a real thing. Someone thought that was really? a good idea for That's the title. I, it sounds so stupid. There's no way you would have you would have put that in this quiz to try to fool us. I tried to go with something <laughs> plausible. Smart. Yeah, you would have gone with something plausible. You would have. That'd be like you trying to say like, which one of these isn't like Fallout the Sonic the Hedgehog crossover? Like that's just ridiculous. You wouldn't make that up. It'd be obvious. Fallout Revenge. To to jump in a little bit, Fallout Extreme was actually going to be a deathmatch style multiplayer game (laughs) featuring featuring the the Brotherhood of Steel, the Super Mutants, Native American shamans, and Mongo warriors. Wow. Wow, so dumb and racist. Wow. (laughs) That is awful. On so many levels. Uh, Well, that's got to be the first time anyone has actually sort of done the meta-analysis in the quiz and and got it right, so props. Um, Well, my old school recommendation was frightfully easy this week. My old school recommendation is Fallout 1 and 2. They're both on Steam. (laughs) They're half price and will be uh, for a while. Well, they won't be by the time this comes out, but they're reasonably priced. They're on Steam. They work well. Um, I think if if you're patient and and can get over the fact that they're old and turn-based and crotchety uh the, the lore the lore from what i understand the lore is every bit as interesting and and it's as you know uh, connected to the fallout universe you know it's just there's not going to be action shooty bits in it and lincoln repeaters and well i can't say that for sure maybe there was a lincoln repeater in the uh in the turn-based version 
But yeah, they're there on Steam. Uh, there's no there's no reason you can't sample uh, the entire Fallout oeuvre, apart from those two ridiculous ones, which, uh, I mean, I don't hear anything good about them. So <laughs> uh, I think if you're interested in, in the games that are the most connected to the lore, uh, stick with the, uh, the main... Um, the main games, the RPG games. Uh, well, thanks to my guests, uh, you were the A team, so to speak, uh, which would which would make me what Hannibal? I don't know for this, uh, <laughs> uh, or would that make me Charlie from Charlie's? Aunt? I don't know. Uh, I'll leave that there. Um, <laughs> you were my first choices uh, for, for a, po- a podcast on uh, on Fallout, and you were um, the most enthusiastic uh, when the uh, trailer hit earlier this week. So we will soon see uh, one if there's uh, any announcement on uh, on timing and uh, you know who's the closest uh, 21% was it was the top end <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see if we're even close and uh, we'll see if uh, you know the, some of those wish lists uh, come true um, I, I think Bethesda for, for mine they're a company that tends to listen and they tend to appreciate uh, what's been popular and uh, I, I think that they're going to lean on what worked in Fallout 3 the most and uh, and try and deliver on it experience that kind of um satisfies uh, people who like that game and is a uh, seen as a true successor and when i hear people making comments that it doesn't seem like a first gen game in terms of the graphics uh, my my comment to that is how about just a decent game for this generation and not worry about whether or not the graphics are like super advanced or something can can we get a game that's actually good that people are, are excited about and you get value for your dollar that'd be nice uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care that it doesn't look like uh, order 1886 uh, that's the first time I've managed to say that title right by the way so I get a medal for that um, thanks again to my guests uh, Jen Greg and Goose uh, our Twitter feed is at Enthusiax our YouTube channel is uh, channel Enthusiax where our playthroughs and dragon rages and Goose says etc video content reside uh, you can join our forum at Enthusiax Enthusiax.com through the links. Um, our email address uh, for the mailbag for this podcast is pointstreak at enthusiax.com if you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions for show topics. And uh, thanks once again to our guests. Join us again on another episode of Point Streak. Good night, guys. Go Sox. <laughs>